Episode of Nor Cal and Shill. Today's guest is Tyler Lecky, or Ty, as most people know him, the native Buffalonian, a self taught, learned by doing landscape photographer and digital artist, became obsessed with backcountry hiking and exploring the unknown. Long before Tyler was recognized in the landscape photography scene for pushing boundaries of exploration, he perfected his atmospheric post production style by layering multiple images that blend together. Tyler orchestrates movement in his final products, emitting a moody, dreamlike viewing experience. Deriving from his insatiable curiosity to capture seemingly impossible locations, Tyler's fixation with every detail that goes into his artwork puts him among a short list of world-class photographers. Everybody, please welcome Ty. Hey, Ty. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Narcal. So happy to be here, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Weather is like cold. Yeah. Up here, at least. <laughs> I just got down here to El Chaltan, Argentina. I've been here for like a week. We're opposite seasons. Right. As you. So it's like, well, we're going to have our first day of summer here, December 21st. So it's like starting to get warm. Like I had a t-shirt out today walking around town yeah the weather's starting to change starting to get nice and yeah we're gonna have some uh some good weather coming up here but it's not too cold where you're at is it norcal well i mean it's not <laughs> it's probably not cold <laughs> compared to buffalo <laughs> i mean yeah i mean i grew up in buffalo new york right. so i mean yeah it's it's been 30 you can't really say california's <laughs> cold man come on it's been 37 <laughs> degrees all day come on <laughs> Has it really been that cold? Yeah, where I, where I am today, yeah. Wow, that's actually pretty cold. I mean, you're almost almost freezing. So. Almost, almost getting to Buffalo there. <laughs> yeah, Buffalo's crazy. I mean, the Bills just played last night, and there was like a foot of snow on the stadium. They had a, like a team of people like shoveling snow out of the stadium. So it's been, uh, they've been getting their fair share of snow this year. Yeah, Buffalo. I know. I just was in Tahoe and got dumped on this last weekend it was awesome oh yeah yeah i saw that man you guys got like multiple feet of snow yeah up in tahoe yeah it was awesome we just like cruised in in between like dumps of snow and made it and just dumped on us while we were there it was awesome oh it sounds amazing man i would love to uh experience a proper uh snowstorm in in tahoe that'd be that'd be really cool yeah no you definitely should do it I feel like there should be like an NFT event or a photography focused event around Tahoe somewhere just because that's like one of those destinations that photographers love and would show up at. Yeah. Or even Yosemite would be would be pretty cool too. Yeah. Yosemite would be cool. It's a little bit harder to get in there, but yeah, it would be awesome. Yeah. One day, if you plan it, I'm coming. So 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> I keep on throwing the idea out there, but no one's picking it up. I might have to do it myself. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, so man, do you have a hardware wallet? I do have a hardware wallet. Yes. I think I've had one now since last summer. Yeah, I've had one now for about a year and a half. I could be a little bit better. I keep the ETH on it, but uh, I generally do some trading with the hot wallet with the NFTs. My goal for 2023 is going to be to make sure I'm doing all my trading with my ledger for sure. I actually, I just ruined my first ledger. My I just first ledger <laughs> just broke on me. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, in the taxi like last week and my computer bag was in the back seat of the taxi and somehow something spilled on my computer bag and my ledger like the next day I open my computer bag, my computer's wet, my hard drives are wet, my ledger's wet. I'm like, oh my God, you got to be kidding me. And it wasn't just water that spilled on it. Like it was something, Ooh. something funky spilled. And yeah, I popped the ledger open and there was like corrosion on the, the board. Oh no. And yeah, so I'm ledgerless. I'm ledgerless in Patagonia right now and <laughs> ethless. I got no ETH and no ledger at the moment because uh, yeah. I don't have a ledger to restore it. But, oh uh, man! I got a buddy coming down next week, and he's bringing me, bringing me uh, a ledger. So, uh, yeah. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's a stressful. That's stressful. I've had one hardware wallet go bad on me, and it was like crap. Now I gotta go find the seed phrase for this thing. Like, I hope I wrote it down right. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna call. Like, I don't have a place right now back home, but I, I gave my my dad, my uh, seed phrase and said, dad, put this in the safe <laughs> in case I ever lose my ledger. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. yeah. You can always count on dad. <laughs> true, true. Good, good. Well, that's cool. So, what were your first thoughts when you heard about crypto art, digital art? Yeah. So, my first thoughts with NFTs were like, is this real? Like, uh, is this too good to be true? Like. Like what? You're like able to sell sell your photography to, you know, it was literally like the first time I heard about it, I was a bit skeptical and like, like thought like, is this too good to be true? Like you can really sell your photos because before NFTs, I think I did photography for about five, five or six years hmm. and I never made a dollar, never got into like brands or sponsors or even prints really. I was just kind of just doing it because I love to do it. And it kind of was like my, became my passion and my hobby. It just really got me like outside and it got me like, I felt like it was a really healthy hobby. So yeah, to be able to sell my photography as NFTs, it was like really a huge moment for me. And like, literally life-changing so yeah my, my first thoughts were i was a bit skeptical but it ended up being like a life-changing event that's kind of what it like triggered for me it was like once i wrapped my head around it and was like oh you know digital scarcity makes sense applying it to you know one of one things as well yeah it was just like man this can be a life game changer for a lot of people yeah yeah it really it really was and you know i never never got into the brands or the, or the sponsored stuff because I, I feel like it just, it's easy to get distracted with that kind of stuff. And like a lot of times like photographers or 
or, or artists, they can get really sidetracked with this kind of stuff and then end up starting to create stuff that they're not really that passionate about. They can kind of lose lose their focus or their uh, original drive to what, what they wanted to, to create. Well, how did you get into photography? So I was like, got into photography, like the, the golden age of of Instagram when you okay. were taking photos with your, your iPhone, like iPhone 4, I think it was at the time, like you were taking photos with your iPhone and then editing them with that, that app they used to have, Snapseed. Okay. Yeah. So you were just like editing the photos on your phone and then posting them on Instagram and then I created like the like a little community of photographers and uh, and people on Instagram, and it was just really nice to to get some feedback. You know, I think I took a couple couple photos that got some good feedback, and it kind of gave me a little uh, little motivation or drive to keep taking photos. And I just kind of fell in love with the whole like photography. Like it always gets me to places that I generally wouldn't be going to if I wasn't taking photos. So I just love that about photography is it, it got me outside. It got me wanting to visit every national park. It, it like, I just, like I said earlier, it's like a, it's a healthy hobby. And I just, I just fell in love with the, the process of taking the photos. Yeah. I mean, there's not much stuff that's interesting inside. So definitely forces people to get outside and find that interesting thing, whether it's street photography or, landscape you got to be outside yeah man i was into symmetry like in buildings and mm, architecture okay. like yeah so i was into symmetry at first like finding symmetry in architecture and like in parking garages or like tunnels so i was really into that at first and i think like you said it just got me outside and that's the best thing about photography is it gets you out there and and you're able to to enjoy the process yeah so I'm curious, what jobs have you done along the way? So I started off as most people start off as a bus boy. Uh, so perfect. I <laughs> uh, was a bus, but yeah, bus boy at a restaurant for like a couple of years. Eventually worked my way up to dishwasher, and then eventually worked my way up to line cook. So I think I did the restaurant thing. Uh, throughout college, pretty much. But yeah, I was a line cook at a Greek restaurant for, I think, about five years or so. But yeah, this has been good. I actually can cook my own food. I can make my own homemade Greek sovaki, Ooh. my Greek dressing, tzatziki. So plan an event with you. Yeah. Yeah, man. I can cater. No problem. <laughs> but, but my main job for the past like about eight years was a uh, commercial flooring. And I was uh, doing ceramic tile and like marble and stone for a, a company out of Maryland, which was actually my mom's brother's company, my uncle's company. But yeah, I was doing like traveling construction for like eight years around the United States. I lived in like 14 different states for like six months at a time. So I traveled all around the United States. I've lived in many different states. And this was good because uh, I, I love to do photography. So I was like always kind of going to a different state and like, you know, doing little weekend trips on the weekend. And it allowed me to like visit a bunch of national parks, kind of build up a little bit of a portfolio. Yeah, did that for, for many years. And my uncle was a great boss. He always would allow me to take a little bit extra time off and, and pursue the photography. On the weekends, he was actually, he allowed me to take three months off 
at two separate occasions and come to Patagonia and uh, do photography. So Dang, that's huge. He's a cool boss, man. Like my uncle is awesome. Yeah. And then once I finished the trip, he would like allow me to come back to work. So yeah, I was really fortunate that I had uh, this job that allowed me to take a little bit of time off here and there and, and do a little bit of traveling. Yeah. That's so fortunate. That's awesome. Seems like a win-win. I mean, your uncle gets a motivated worker back when you get back and cool stories. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was really great. Yeah. Living out of town had its challenges, like, cause you don't really know anyone where, where you're going to be moving to. Oh yeah. But it definitely had its perks because they would like provide housing for us. I didn't have an apartment back home at the time. I was just always traveling. So I didn't have any rent for like multiple years. <laughs> I was just kind of like nomading it, like traveling around at this construction job and like doing photography on the weekends and like, you know, just like planning little photography trips pretty much for a couple of years. That's kind of how I uh, was able to build a little bit of a portfolio up. Yeah, dude, that's solid. So if you were an animal, what would you be and why? So yeah, I've been thinking about this one. It's a tough question. (laughs) (laughs) I think that I have to go with the king of the Andes, Condor. Oh, okay. Just because like they are like flying around high above like all the jagged peaks here in Patagonia. And I'm just thinking like, that's the coolest animal to be. If you're going to be anything, like I would want to be an Andes condor, like getting those crazy perspectives, like up in the high up in the mountains. Like, and this is like my favorite type of photography too, I feel like is like the aerial drone shots. Yeah. So I feel like Patagonian Andes condor is definitely is definitely what I want to be or yeah. All right. I like it. I like it. I think I, I think I have one of those shots from you. You do. You do. uh, You have uh, the grail, the Patagonia, pure Patagonia grail. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and also I think I have a picture (laughs) of a condor that you took. Right. You have have all all of them. (laughs) Oh man. So do you have a favorite food? Yeah. Favorite food. I mean, this is easy, man. I mean, I'm from Buffalo. I think you're, you're going to get know my answer, right? I mean, I guess no? I could guess it if, if you're going to say Come on. I mean, the Buffalo, hot wings Buffalo or guy. Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Buffalo wings, you got to go with Buffalo chicken wings. I mean, although Buffalo chicken wings, it's not like you just have chicken wings. You have to have pizza and chicken wings. So I feel oh. like pizza and chicken wings is like, it's the meal. It's like they come together. Okay. So yeah, my my favorite food is pizza and wings, you know, classic Buffalo style pizza and wings. But you got to eat the wings with blue cheese, like chunky blue cheese. Yeah. Anyone that, that eats the the wings with like ranch dressing, like no, it's <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> uh, what kind of pizza was it? Is it like a pepperoni pizza, a cheese pizza that came with that? I just, I like the classic, you know, like thick pizza, lots of cheese, crispy crust. Okay. Yeah. And then like we have this joke um, back home. Tom Brady eats his wings with ranch dressing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we always make fun of people that, that eat their wings with ranch. And we have a joke that, yeah, Tom Brady eats his wings with ranch. So yeah, go Bills. I like it. Go Bills. Like Big it. Bills fan. <laughs> What's been the best piece of advice you have been given? The best piece of advice would be to mint mindfully. And kind of take your time and remember that 
you know, there's no going back. Once you mint something, it's pretty much, unless you burn it, once you mint, that's, you know, it's on the blockchain forever. So kind of mint with intent and mint something that you want to be remembered for and kind of you want people to to look back at you for. So yeah, I would say just mint mindfully and slow down, take your time and don't rush. Don't rush into anything. So you've traveled a little bit. If you could live or move anywhere, where would you live and why? Well, that's a that's a given. I think you know the answer to that one too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I like I was living around the United States for many years, and then the dream has always been to to go to Patagon to to live in Patagonia. So I lived here for six months last year in a small little room in the attic of a hostel and basically just shot like the whole six months and have been shooting here for lived here for over a year now over the course of the past five years and i really think this little town el 10 is one of the most special places in the world like the argentinian people are some of the nicest and just awesome people i really love the people here i love the culture and then being here right at the base of the, the Fitzroy Mountains. And there's just so much to do here. People keep asking me, why do you keep going back to the same place every year? Like, uh-huh. aren't you sick of that place? Like, you've been there for so long. But like, I'm just starting to scratch the surface of this place. It takes multiple days to, to get out there in the mountains and then to get lucky enough with good conditions. Hmm. So it takes a lot of effort to to shoot here. And I, that's what I, I think I really like about the place. And plus it has the most jagged, like crazy cathedral peaks, like anywhere yeah. on the planet. So I love it here. Yeah. Argentina is my, has my heart. For, All right. It's going to be my second home for many <laughs> years to come. I can see that. <laughs> that's solid. Do you know, are you like a local now? Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, the population, it's like a population of, like 800 people down okay. here. Lots of tourists coming in and out, but yeah, I know all the mountain guides and know all the people that work at the restaurants. It's great. It's like a little family down here. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's a really special place to be. I like that. Do you have any questions for me? Any questions for you? Yeah, everyone, uh, I know you're a big biscuit fan, but I've wondered what is uh, what is your favorite food Besides biscuits. Besides biscuits, it's going to be Mexican food for me. Yeah? Yeah, I man. I love Mexican food. Carne asada nice. is like my fave. Okay. I can yeah. vibe with that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see another one. I know you've been following the the meme cards. I was wondering if you had a, a favorite meme card so far. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, I sort of have been following. I have not been following great because i don't have a complete set at all and kind of wish i did now man i don't know that's a hard question because they're like coming out all the time and i haven't and i don't keep up with it i'm sorry i thought you knew them i thought you knew them no i don't know them that well um you know one that was good was by rick oh okay yes the new one yeah the gm gm one yes um, and it's kind of like a Super squiggle, cool but it's three D. Yeah, um, I'm yeah, that guy's that guy's unbelievable. Yeah, he's really. I solid. I, I, can't, I can't pronounce his last name, but very awesome artist and yeah, super cool card. 
Yeah, no, it's solid. Yeah, I'm blanking on his name. He's dude. I don't even want to guess on Rick. It. Yeah, it's Rick. It's Rick. R I K. Yeah. R I K. Yeah. But yeah, I love it. That one's cool, and I don't. I don't own it. At least yeah, not yet. Snag one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I should. I think I Utsden. Yeah, I'm excited for the the season. Uh, season two is going to be starting here. Yeah, coming up next uh, January first or or so. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, that's it. That's it, Rick. I think it's Ustinbrook. Right. I want to say yes, that's how you say his last name, but I'm I'm guessing because I am not a linguist. So yeah, and I guess my last question would be, and I mean, you have my uh, 360 Genesis piece for my VR series. I was wondering how you think the the VR landscape photography kind of plays out in the future. Do you, th- do you feel like that's going to, you know, be bigger uh, in the years to come? Yes. Can you see more photographers? Yeah. Cause we're just on the edge of like, I think, you know, having high resina or cameras that are high red, have the ability to get a high res image that can be a 360 or like multiple images and the computing power to put it all together that, it looks good. And then we're on the brink on the other side of getting higher res displays for goggles that actually make it look good. Because right now, I mean, the older Oculus, the second gen one was still very uh, low res. Right, um, right. So as soon as those start getting... Res. Yeah, as soon as those start getting really good, then people will be... Right. Like, Once that Apple that Apple headset drops. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, yeah, it's just yeah. a matter of time. We're just on that edge of crossing over to where people will start loving VR stuff. And I think that's mainly to do with the resolution. And I think on the photography side, we're there with the resolution. And then we're just on the VR side, the goggle side, we're gonna we're almost there. Yeah, I'm really excited to see how the VR space uh, takes off these next couple of years. I uh, would love to see more VR stuff in galleries, especially at the events, the NFT events. I haven't seen much of that. so That'd be cool. Yeah, I guess you just have like a headset at the gallery type thing. Yeah, you could display the piece on a, on a, on a screen, like slow rotating, and then maybe give the option of people just put the headset on and, yeah. and check it out, like a couple headsets per, per screen or something. Yeah. No, it's cool. I mean, even like your piece, looking at it on a screen, it's like, it's really solid. It's it's good. It brings you in and in VR, it's just overwhelming <laughs> in a way. It's tough to get people to view it in VR. I feel like that's only maybe like 10% of people are viewing it in VR at this point. Right. So there's going to be a, we're going to need some mass adoption of VR coming here shortly, which I think it's going to be coming here the next couple of years. So Oh yeah, for Excited sure. To see how that plays out. It's the next wave of like gaming. I mean, gaming's going to go have to go to VR. I think for that full immersive, what people want to experience, and then it'll just be easy to do the photography on top of that. Yeah, I think immersive art is definitely the the future. So yeah, that's going to be fun. I mean, have enjoyed or the, the there's a couple. There might be more than a couple, but I know of like a couple women at least that like do that 3d painting in in vr and it's kind of cool to watch okay nice 
so they like are painting with their goggle on and then they like zoom in zoom out and you're like oh that's what they're painting right there or whatever it's kind of cool oh wow i never you have to send me that it's pretty sounds interesting yeah no i definitely will cool do you have any other questions uh no i think that's it cool well ty man thank you so much for your time and coming on this podcast really enjoyed it oh man i'm so honored to be here and it's been great talking and thank you so much who is this guy? 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 Nor Calgar, 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 Nor Calgar